really what they say about this too and it was true for me is that they cause your spiritual awakening because I saw a lot of who I was in this person and then you start to think oh why don't I do these things anymore you know why why have I lost that part of myself you know and then you really get into the dark stuff you know who am I what am I doing what is my purpose and then you slowly start to break away from things that really aren't serving your higher good anymore hey guys welcome to uh the alchemist lighthouse we are here with two very special guests, Nick and I's cousin, Kim, and her friend and my tarot reader friend that I'm always talking about on the podcast, Tori. Say hi, you guys. Hi. Hey. Thanks for having hey, us. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. We figured since this was a full moon in Gemini episode, it would be good to have two people on. And you are two of our favorite people and your oh, best friends. Stop. So it just works. Stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> so I guess before we dive in, do you guys want to give kind of a brief overview of your spirituality and your journeys and stuff like that? Yeah. So I've always been interested in tarot and astrology basically since I was like five. Um, my parents come from a line of like mediums and psychics but no one really wanted to tap into their abilities or skills so I guess I mean they like did mediumship like on the side but like no one really like took it seriously or like did it like you know as like a real thing but for me I was like oh my gosh I love this and honestly what really inspired me to get into it Please don't laugh. Is Harry Potter like I really wanted to be a witch? <laughs> oh, that's I was like, you know what? It's fine. I'm ready for Hogwarts. I'm like so excited. Like, let's get into this. And um, I don't know. I've just been fascinated ever since. And I was gifted my first tarot deck. I think at like 24 by my best friend. And um, I was going through a breakup, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna whip these tarot cards out and see what I can like, you know, look into. And I just have been doing it ever since. Dude, that's so crazy. We have like the same story because I got into it because of Harry Potter as well. And I got my first tarot deck at 24 from a friend, like right after a breakup. Whoa, that's weird. (laughs) See, that's why we're soul sisters. I knew it. I know. I know. So, uh, so what do you do now? So you, you do tarot on Instagram and stuff. Yes, I do tarot on Instagram and Reddit. I try to do some mediumship readings, but I prefer to stick to like love readings and like energy readings, things like that. But yeah, it's been a side hustle for me and I love it. Like it's a nice balance between my regular day job and this. So it's kind of a nice break from the nine to five, you know? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I feel. What yeah. about you, Kim? Yeah. So my spiritual journey, I guess I'll start with the exposure really started when I was a kid because Nick and Kayla, you both are aware my mom's always been sort of tapped in and into the metaphysical realm. So it's definitely something that I've been exposed to since I would was a little girl. I mean, my mom would take my brother and I to metaphysical fairs when we were younger. And so it's it's never been a foreign subject to me, but really nothing that I have been fully diving into until, I guess, the last several months. 
going through a divorce has really sort of opened my eyes and allowed me to be a little bit more spiritual, um, a little bit more intuitive. It was actually because of that intuitive nature that prompted me to leave my husband and sort of focus on the things that sort of light me up and move away from the things that no longer serve me. (laughs) But yeah, speaking of being gifted tarot decks, I have never really been exposed to tarot at all um, until recently Miss Tori gifted me (laughs) my first first tarot deck. And then my mom, um, she gifted me two tarot decks recently too. So I don't have a lot of experience with it, but it's amazing how like, if you feel stuck with something that it's like, oh, let me just pull out some cards and see, see what it says. And they also say that your higher self really can speak to you through tarot. So kind of use that um, as part of following my intuition and my higher self to guide me to where I'm supposed to be. So yeah, I guess that that kind of um, is the summary. But if you want to ask me anything else, you are more than welcome to. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. This is the um, the full moon in Gemini. The kind of theme around this episode is love and twin flames and soulmates. So we'll all kind of dive into that a bit later. But Nick, do you want to give us the astrology for the week? What can people expect? The astrology this week is actually pretty big because we have a lunar eclipse occurring with the full moon. And it's actually going to be conjunct the Uh, north node in Gemini. So the north and south nodes, the north node kind of represents where we're being pushed and guided to our kind of like our karmic path in this lifetime. And the south node are lessons that we're kind of finishing up, right? Okay, so this time we have uh, the lunar eclipse, full moon conjunct the north node. And the last time we had an eclipse conjunct a node in Gemini, It was the south node in 2012. So this full moon lunar eclipse is kind of going to help close out cycles that we've been in since 2012, especially in areas related to Gemini, which would be communication, could be soulmate, like twin flame type of relationships, stuff like that. Areas in our life where we need to learn how to integrate more playfulness. There's kind of going to be a big push for that because you know, it's hard to keep going on your soul path when you're so serious all the time. So Gemini's Gemini's the big sign for playfulness and having fun, reconnecting with your community, reconnecting with your your friends, family. It's actually the sign of uh, siblings and cousins and stuff like that too. So it's appropriate that we're all here for this particular episode. Wow, Um, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's a really good time to release things that are blocking you from that more playful side of life and that are blocking you from reconnecting with like your soul family, your soul tribe, your, your siblings, your, your family, um, whoever that may be. It doesn't necessarily always have to be blood like Tori. Hey, Tori so, is um, blood. She's part of the family now. Oh, so yes. good. You're so sweet. I love hey, you so much. According to Tori, her and I were related in a past life. Yes, so we did a past she is technically family. Yeah, <laughs> it all counts. I was what Kim's aunt in a past yeah. life, or like an older yeah. cousin. Yeah, you are my aunt. How did you find that out? So we actually used tarot as a tool 
we, well, I meditated and we kind of just like, you know, connected. And it's funny because we did this like right during work too. We're like, you know what? This is a great time to do it. Like we're connecting, we're chatting. Let's, let's do this. So we just pulled some tarot cards, meditated. And I just had all these like flashes and visions of like raising Kim. <laughs> so it was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I Tori, do it. you, do you uh, do past life readings often for other people? Is I that only- like a service you offer? Um, yes, it's something that I do offer. I've only been doing it um, probably like the last few months. I've been comfortable doing it for myself. And then Kayla and I did one together. And um, that really got me like into going back to doing that. So yeah, we did like, a, it was a past life regression on YouTube that you sent me. Yeah. And then yeah, we started it at the same time. And then we're like, Oh, my God, dude, what happened? <laughs> Tell me. I so that was really cool. Yeah. It's crazy. That's awesome. So, Nick, do you have anything else to say about the stars? Uh, the one more important transit that we have, actually, the day before the new moon uh, on November 29th. So, or the full moon. I'm sorry, the full moon, not new moon. The full moon is on November 30th. And on November 29th, we have Neptune going direct. And Neptune has been retrograde for... I want to say like five or six months. It's been a while. So when Neptune is retrograde, we can kind of see the more shadow side um, where it makes us go really internal. But Neptune is a big planet of illusion and deception. And we get a lot of that when Neptune is in retrograde. So when it goes direct again, we should start getting a lot more clarity in whatever it's in Pisces right now. So whatever house Pisces is in for you and your natal chart, you should start getting more clarity around certain things. Mm, so it's good time so to that, listen to your intuition. Yes. Yes. Clouds should be lifted. Praise be. Big astrology for the week. <laughs> what? I said, praise be. <laughs> yeah. Clarity is coming. Awesome. And that's kind of, that's good because we're kind of going into a new year soon and everyone knows how much of a dumpster fire this year has been. So yeah, exciting. No, it has been a dumpster fire, but it's been a necessary dumpster fire. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) It's been necessary for sure. Yeah. I guess when I say necessary dumpster fire, that was specific to me, not to (laughs) the general. (laughs) No, but it has, like, it's definitely given people healing. Like everyone's been like, the way we work in the world now is just go, go, go all the time. And this has given people time to actually reflect and, and figure themselves out, which is absolutely yeah, been really good oh, it's lifted sure. a lot of those distractions that would typically keep one on autopilot mode and really force them to do some introspective work and figure out what really is valuable in life and right. what isn't yeah absolutely been a year for sweeping the dirt out from under the rug there's a lot of dirt <laughs> well i think we'll move now into our conversation about love and twin flames and soulmates and stuff So first, I think we should clarify, what is a twin flame? What is a soulmate? What are the differences? Who wants to answer that question? I mean, I feel like soulmates is something that, you know, can be anybody. It can be like a family member or like a friend. To me, you can have many soulmates in a lifetime. And I feel like soulmates 
are meant to teach you certain things in certain points in your lifetime. Like obviously, you know, a high school boyfriend or girlfriend that could be a soulmate for one point in your life. And then a best friend in college could be another soulmate in another point in your life. And, you know, as you get older, you meet different people, more people, and you find more soulmates. But I don't know. I think you can have more than one at one time. It can be anyone. And I think they're just meant to teach you something that you haven't quite learned or mastered in part in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. So then what's a twin flame? Kim and I have been reading a lot about twin flames for funsies. I feel like twin flames is very rare. I feel like in a, in a lifetime, I don't think everyone finds a twin flame. It's just something that like, twin flames are supposed to mirror like your your soul, right? Or someone that brings out a part of you that you're scared to mm-hmm. see. I don't know, Kim, what do you think? I just feel like you're better at explaining <laughs> Twin Flames than I am. Because I'm on the journey? Because <laughs> you're on the journey, the flame and journey. Look, one thing that I do want to clarify is I had no effing clue what a Twin Flame was until about April. Never even heard the term in my 34 years of being on Earth. It was actually brought to my attention, that specific term, by my mom after I was explaining a certain relationship with somebody new that had come into my life. And everything after that, all the research that I had done on what exactly it was, it all resonated with everything that I had been going through. Really what they say, I mean, I think there are different schools of thought on what it is, but a lot of people believe that a twin flame is essentially two parts of the same soul. So it was one soul that was basically split and then took form with two earthly bodies. And Going back to what Tori said, as far as like the mirroring part, I mean, with my other part, um, you do, you certainly see parts of your life that have sort of, I don't know, um, I guess kind of, you know, kind of aligned certain parts of our lives have, have like aligned, but really what they say about this too, and it was true for me is that they cause your spiritual awakening. And that was definitely true because I saw a lot of who I was in this person. And then you start to think, oh, why don't I do these things anymore? You know, why, why have I lost that part of myself? You know, and then you, and then you really get into the dark stuff, you know, who am I? What am I doing? What is my purpose? And then just things start to, you slowly start to break away from things that really aren't serving your higher good anymore. And you'll know, I mean, if you, if you meet that certain connection, whether you know, the label twin flame or not, you'll know. And I knew intuitively that it was a strong connection on a like divine level. I never felt that sort of connection with anyone before in my entire life. And you don't stop thinking about them. It is a disease. (laughs) It is the first person that you think about when you wake up in the morning, last person you think about before you go to bed. And then there's the emotions. There's the emotions that come out of nowhere. And I can recall being on a trip back in January with my ex-husband and some family of his, and we were just out snowshoeing. And luckily I was kind of offset from the rest of the group. And just this like wave of emotion came over me where I just started bawling out of nowhere, just no reason to cry, just crying out of nowhere. And so the, 
it's said that, you know, that could be, that could be your other half going through some grief or, or whatever, but it's certainly, you know, it's not all, it's not something that I, I would never strive to search for a twin flame. <laughs> I believe I've heard Nick say this many times that you wouldn't wish this on your worst enemy. <laughs> um, it really is tough. It is a tough journey, but necessary. And it, it really sort of pushes you to become the best version of yourself as you can be. And I will say, you know, after I decided to, to break away from my now ex-husband, I, I am in a place, I have so much more peace of mind. I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. So whatever comes or manifests out of the other relationship to me would just be icing on the cake because I'm already in such a better place. I'm grateful for that. Did you ever find out from the the twin flame if he was going through something in January? I don't know that for certain. Um, him and I have spoken intermittently and it all kind of aligns with certain astrological events, which is really interesting. You know, there are a lot of readers that had said, oh, you're, you're going to hear from your person by the end of October. And, and, you know, I hadn't heard anything from him since June. And then lo and behold, October 26th message pops up. <laughs> it's like, Whoa. yeah, it's crazy. And then nothing really sense. And, you know, you don't, you don't really know what's going on with them. You kind of just, I mean, you can go down some rabbit holes, which I have done. I have had readings. Tori has done some. There are other readers that I've gotten to, but I've really gotten to a point where it's like, no, you know, I just need to trust myself, focus on what I'm doing and just kind of, if anything manifests out of that, just let it kind of unravel naturally and just go with the flow because you can really just like drive yourself crazy. Yeah. That was very beautifully stated. I think you gave a great description of the whole twin flame journey, just to piggyback off that a little bit, you know, I think in a lot of spiritual communities, it gets really over glamorized mm -hmm. and pe like everybody like wants to find like their twin flame. And, you know, I think a lot of people use it as excuses also to stay in toxic relationships, um, which is a really dangerous thing. And, you know, like Tori said in the beginning, there's there's soulmates and there's twin flames and there's all sorts of different relationships. But I do believe that that people that are actually on a twin flame journey in and they're both in the physical realm in human bodies is quite rare. You know, um, I don't I don't think no, this is just my own personal beliefs. Um, but I don't believe that everybody, you know, has a twin flame soulmates. Yes, plenty. But the, the twin flame journey has a very specific purpose. And you know, people that are here and are experiencing that particular journey are, are here for very specific reasons. And they generally include really large earth missions at some point in a lifetime, I believe. And you know, it's, it's like Kim said, I say it all the time, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy because it really, you know, one of the purposes of the whole twin flame experience, I believe, is to get you to face all of the darkest parts of yourself in order to become as whole and integrated of a person as you can possibly be. And so, you know, it, it can be a little bit dangerous when all these spiritual communities, when people see that twin flame term and they try to 
turn every relationship into a twin flame relationship because as i as i said you know it can really easily turn into an excuse to stay in a toxic relationship but if you are a real twin flame that is actually on the twin flame journey like kim said you'll know when you when you meet this this person you'll know and kim was Correct. It's it's the first thing you think about when you wake up. It's the last thing that you think about before you go to sleep. And, um, you know, it's it's really difficult. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a Disney movie by any means. There's my two cents on the twin flame mm-hmm. journey. Awesome. Well, so Kim kind of gave us her rundown. I thought it'd be cool if we all kind of shared our twin flamish or soulmate or whatever ex- closest things that we have experienced since we're talking about love because the lover's card is ruled by Gemini. So it kind of all goes hand in hand. So Tori, do you want to talk about your experience? <laughs> sure. I mean, I definitely have not found my twin flame and I'm okay with that because <laughs> no offense guys, <laughs> I'm good where I am, but I feel like I did meet like a higher level soulmate, not quite a twin flame, but that, you know, that little in between stage. I don't know if this means that that person hasn't fully awakened yet, but it's something that's interesting because I've never felt this connection with anyone before. Just like Kim said, it's like, you know, really deep. I feel like, you know, my situation's not obviously as deep as Kim's, but with this person that I met in the past, it was one of those things where you feel such a strong connection with somebody and it's more than just like emotional. It's like on an energetic level and you really start to see like parts of yourself that you're like, whoa, like, is this me? Like, do I act like this? And like I said, like my situation's different than Kim's. It's not as intense, but I mean, it's still, like, is crazy. Like, you know, you don't realize, like, wow, like, you see certain parts of yourself in somebody else, and you're like, wow, am I, like, really like this? Like, it's, I don't know. It's just interesting, but I don't know. I feel like with my situation, it can go either way. Like, it can be, like, this is my lesson with him, and it's, like, it's done, or it's continue to go forward. So I think that's where my, like, free will thing comes in. It's, like, twin flames are like supposed to happen it's like meant to happen but for me it's like I can choose to let it happen or I can just choose to like let it go so not an interesting story as Kim's or Nick's but it's still a (laughs) interesting lesson so yeah and I want to mention like you and I talk a lot about like the the red string of fate or whatever and so that's kind of related like I feel like there's do you guys know about like the red string of fate Um, Can you give me a brief overview, please? It's like, I think it's a Japanese folklore, Japanese um, myth that like you have this invisible like red string tied between your ankles, between you and like your twin flame or soulmate or whatever. And I kind of think, I, I think that could be true for many people. Again, like how we were saying, like you can have many soulmates, you can have many people that you're like tied to the string that's what I believe at least but Tori and I talk about this a lot and because we we've done readings and we're like oh yeah you definitely have this like string or something like we've yeah. both like, like an energy like, cord yeah. yeah yeah I feel like uh the red string of fate is a little bit more intense than energy cord because like I feel like energy cords those can be severed and cut right but with the mm-hmm. red string of fate like you meet this person for a reason it's fated it's destined you know no matter mm-hmm. what you do in life no matter what path you take 
you will always find this person. And I feel like the person that I was talking about is definitely, I mean, I know that him and I are bounded by this red string of fate, no matter how thin the string is, no matter how far we are, I'm still connected to him, whether I want to be or not. And no matter what path I take, even if it's like, the, you know, I want to be with him romantically or platonically, I will always run into him. You know what I mean? Mm. So I feel like everyone will have that with somebody. Like there's that faded connection that no matter what you do, you can't run away from, you can't escape. And again, this could still be like a friend or like a family member, but there's just this strong bond that is indescribable. And no matter how much you stay away, you just keep feeling connected. So. And you know, like you and your, the red string of fate guy, you know, for sure, like you guys have had past lives together. Oh yeah, for sure. The moment that I saw him, I was like, bro, I've seen you before. And even he, like, he's someone who's not spiritual. And he was just like, I feel like I've known you before. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe in a past life. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. it's definitely something that we felt the day that we met. So it's kind of cool. What about you, Nick? Anything you want to share? Well, I kind of gave my viewpoint on Twin Flames a little bit, but I guess I could talk about my own personal journey. I've been on this path since about 2007, and it's been very, very, very intense for me. You know, it's not not something that I openly talk about with most people. You know, I'm pretty private about this particular area of my life, but you know, there was a person that was a catalyst for me in my spiritual journey that, you know, I would, I really don't like to label it, but I would, I would probably consider it a twin flame thing. And, and it's a person that I run into every couple of years. And it's always a huge catalyst for a lot of really rapid change and spiritual growth. But it's not like, I mean, we usually end up in a romantic relationship, but it's not roses and it's not not necessarily all all toxic. It's usually we run into each other in order to bring up certain aspects of ourselves that need to rapidly transform. And it's always really, really intense. It's whenever I run into this person, I can feel it on a deep energetic level, I can, I can feel and tap into this person's energy and know what they're going through at any given point in time. And I usually, if I'm going to run into them at some point in the future, I usually know because I can feel it, I can tell, but I would not necessarily say that I would end up in a romantic relationship with this person at any particular point in my life. I, at this point, I just label them as a, as a catalyst for my own spiritual growth, but it's definitely far beyond anything I've ever experienced and probably ever will experience in, in a physical body. Um, It's, it's really intense and it's a lot of, a lot of energy. Like you can feel the, the energy coursing between you like uh I can see Kim's face yeah (laughs) once you know once you know you know and nothing else will ever compare and and you can try to like I've tried to date many other people and it's just 
now I'm just comfortable being a hermit because once you've experienced that level of intensity and energetic exchange, mm-hmm. it, it it's it can't it can't be matched by any other person. You'd rather be alone if you couldn't. You'd be rather that be person. alone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exa- exactly. Exactly. I don't usually talk about um, that with most people. It's you usually keep it private. Well, now you're putting it out for our whole audience to hear. For the so. whole world. The yes. whole world. That's why, that's why I like doing this podcast because it's making us kind of like put shit out there that we normally wouldn't. But it's good because people need to hear it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think this is an important topic, both because of the misunderstandings, you know, and also because the people that are actually on the journey, it's good to have resources and know that other people are actually experiencing the same things and you're not crazy because it can be so intense. It's the most intense thing I've ever experienced in my life. And, you know, it's, it's good to know that other people are actually going through the same thing. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Kayla? Okay. So I would say that I haven't yet had that like twin flame connection And especially hearing from Nick and Kim about their journeys, I would say I am more than okay with that because, you know, I'm a Pisces with the Taurus moon. I'm already very prone to intense emotions and toxic relationships. And when I'm romantically involved with someone, I take on all of their energy and all of their trauma and I give so much of myself away. So if I were to ever be in like a twin flame type thing, I don't know what I would do. I probably wouldn't even survive, to be honest. So I'm definitely okay with the fact that that has not happened for me. Um, But like Tori was saying earlier, like at the beginning of the show, I know that I've met many soulmates in my life. Like I know my best friend Madeline is for sure one of my soulmates. And even though many of them were kind of toxic and didn't work out, I know that some of my exes were soulmates on some sort of level. And other connections that I've made were as well. Um, but there is one, like Tori had hers, I do have one kind of standout, higher level, like divine faded connection that really kind of stands out to me. And the interesting thing about my experience is that I have literally only met him in person one time. And it was almost three years ago now. It it was at the beginning of when Nick and I started traveling together. So Nick can attest to it because he witnessed the emotions that I was going through at this time. But so I met this guy and just like how Tori was saying earlier with her, like I looked into his eyes and immediately I was just like, it felt so familiar it was like, I know you somehow. I, I don't know how. I don't know what the connection is. And at the time, I was 22, and I didn't know what Twin Flames were yet. I had barely just started my spiritual journey. So, like, it was all brand new to me. I didn't know what to call it. But I just knew, you know? It, he felt so familiar to me. And that fi- feeling just kept growing throughout the rest of the night. The more we talked, like, there were so many just weird things that we mirrored in each other and so many similarities. And by the end of the night, my energy was, like, the brightest, most highest frequency I felt like I had ever had up to that point. Like, I felt like I was, like lighting up from the inside. It was so weird. And it was like, like I felt high, but I was completely sober. You know, it was not, it was not a feeling that I had ever had 
not being on some sort of drug, you know? Um, and like, it wasn't like a typical crush or infatuation. I knew there was some sort of divine intervention, some sort of faded thing. Like there was a reason that we met and I knew it. So anyways, we literally had this one night, like six or seven hours that we have spent together in person to this day. Um, because he, he left the next day. I saw him on his very last night, um, in the Galapagos and then he left the next day and, uh, we kept in touch for a while afterwards and it just kind of became this thing where, you know, I was traveling the world and he was back home and it just kind of, you know, we were both very young. Um, I was only 22. He would have been like 23 or 24 and we you know, checked in every few months, but we pretty much kind of lost touch for a while. And then COVID hit and we went into lockdown and it was around April this year. And somehow we got back in touch and we've been talking ever since we FaceTime, you know, once or twice a week now, two to three hours at a time. And, you know, every time I'm, I'm kind of taken back to, to that moment, like, you know, that, that connection that we had that first time that we met. So yeah, you know, I don't know what the future holds, but I can say there is a reason that we met and there's a reason that we started talking again after almost, you know, when we did start talking, it would have been about two years. Like there's a reason for that. You know, the universe has a plan for everything. It wouldn't have just put him into my life for this one night and then brought him back a couple of years later. You know, if it was just to talk for a few months, like, there's a reason for it. I know that we're gonna see each other again at some point and, you know, we've kind of talked about it and, you know, I don't know when. I kind of have an idea, but COVID is, you know, so uncertain. Everything is so up in the air right now. It's just kind of like learning to trust in divine timing and in divine intervention and like I said, I don't know what the future holds. I don't have any expectations at all, but I do know there is a reason that we met and that reason has not been discovered yet or it hasn't been fulfilled yet. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but that is kind of the highest level soul connection that I have experienced and, you know, I don't know how much of this I should actually admit to the whole world, but I'm kind of a, <laughs> it's funny, I'm a self-proclaimed serial dater, right? Like, but I am, you know, I like to date because I really kind of crave those deeper connections with people because it's from those connections that I really learn and grow as a person. And I'm, I'm always looking to improve myself. And, and I do that from the people that I meet. So it's not that I haven't had like a deep connection or, or anything like that since I've met him. I don't want to diminish any of my relationships that I've had since then. Like I have had great connections with other people, but it's never been quite that level of like the instant we see each other. Like I know that there's some sort of higher power involved in this, you know, it's never been quite that level. No one compares. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Tori, I was going to ask you since usually I do this part, but since you're our new tarot reader on the podcast today, I was going to ask you since um, Gemini rules over the lovers, can you just kind of tell us what the lovers card is about and like if there's any symbolism that you know that's in the card? Well, actually, 
I have my handy dandy tarot deck here. So we yeah. can put the lovers okay. card together. What and deck can, are you using? I am using the the tattoo tarot. Oh, uh, I love that one. Yes, it's called Ink and Intuition Tattoo Tarot. It is a pip deck, which means that the imagery is very like it's it's just like cups. It's nothing mm. crazy, but yeah. it's supposed to force you to use your intuition. So I don't know. I've been having a a ball using this. So just mm-hmm. let me find my lover's card and I'll totally get into this. Yay. That, pes- yeah. that pesky lover's card. That, I <laughs> yeah. I like- remember, Kim, when I did your reading, like back in April, I pulled the lovers, but I didn't know what you were going through at all. And, and you pulled it and you're like, oh my God, yes. But that was an amazing reading. And that was with zero context. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like really unsure because I didn't, I didn't know you were like questioning your marriage or anything. So I was like, oh God. And I was still quite new to like giving other people readings. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I should say this. What if I'm wrong? And you're like, nah, nah, you nah you're, right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> So Tori, did you find the card? I did. I found the lover's card here. And this is interesting because usually the lover's card in like the traditional rider um, weight decks. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. (laughs) It's a little different, but usually the lover's card. Yes, it is what it sounds like. It is the lover's card. But usually whenever I pull this card, it usually tells me that it's a fated or uh, meant to happen kind of a connection. The little angel oh sorry right here is kind of like you know the little cupid so to me that's always like divinely guided connection divinely guided like love something like that and um even though yes it is the lover's card it's like happily ever after whatever you know you see like the kind of uh, like in the other deck there's a snake which kind of like is representing like adam and eve you know like with the good comes the bad so with the lover's card it's like yes it's great love is great but remember to take in the bad that comes with a relationship it's not always like you know unicorns and rainbows like there's gonna be thorns in the roses too so just uh love is great but uh you know be cautious too i guess but i mean every reading is different the lover's card will kind of feel different for each person and for each reading so but to me it's always just like divinely faded connection love obviously good connection so yeah yeah in a way I like to interpret it and it depends obviously on the other cards that are around in the person but um and I think I kind of did this interpreted it this way with Kim is also just kind of like being your own lover like loving yourself which is absolutely true yeah and not like projecting when you meet someone you know that you have a crush on or something it's not necessarily that like you want you want them it's that you want those qualities that they have in yourself and they actually Mm -hmm. live within you but you're not you're like internalizing them and you're not you know putting them out there so it's kind of about not projecting like onto another person and actually finding those things within yourself and loving yourself Mm -hmm. is how I I like to interpret it a lot of times I love that I love Mm -hmm. that that's so true too yeah because you can't find that in another person until you have that within yourself exactly okay cool so for this ritual we are going to be working with Hermes Nick can you give us a little overview of Hermes a bit why are we working with Um, Hermes for this ritual well we are working with Hermes because Hermes rules Mercury. Uh, Hermes is the Greek god of 
communication, science, logic. He has a lot to do with health too. Hermes travel. He he rules over travelers. Which I yes, yes, yeah. yes. Sounds good for me. But the reason we're working with Hermes in particular is because Hermes is the ruler of Mercury, and Mercury is the ruler of Gemini, and we are having a lunar eclipse and a full moon in Gemini. So Hermes is the messenger to the gods, and he's widely seen as kind of like the joker, the trickster. So when we evoke him during this ritual, we do have to uh, make sure that we are like we set very clear boundaries. And so we make sure that we ask him, like, we only seek your help for our highest and best. And we don't welcome any trickery because we don't want, you know, anything bad to happen. So if you're following along with the ritual, just make sure that you set your boundaries with that. He's the son of Zeus and Maya, and she was one of the Pleiades. So Hermes was one of the 12 original Olympians and the second youngest of the group. There's a bunch of stories around him, but I'll kind of just leave it there. If you're interested in learning more about him, you can do some research online but it's just good to know like basic information about the gods and goddesses that you work with so that you can you know show them respect during the ritual and stuff like that the hermes is also uh commonly associated with the group with the egyptian god Thoth. just a side note awesome so the purpose of this ritual the full moon in gemini is to find guidance to make the most appropriate choices for our ultimate soul paths and soul growth And also because it's a full moon, we always want to let go of what is no longer serving us. As always, if you choose to work with the materials, you never have to. Your intention is the most important part. But if you have these materials, you may choose to use items to represent the four elements, as we always call in the directions. So you can use different colored candles or um, just four uh, white tea candles is fine. Or you could use like a candle for south, which is fire, water for west, a feather uh, for air, and something from the earth for um, north. I'm sorry, air is east, north would be earth. One big candle to represent Hermes. You ideally would want to use blue, black, or white. And any Gemini crystals of your choice, I'm using Ametrine, but you could also use aquamarine, tiger's eye, moonstone, howlite, or citrine. You want a journal and a pen or a piece of paper and pen to write down all of the things that you want to let go of and something to burn it with if that is something that you can safely do in your apartment or house. And then an offering to Hermes. So that could be something like milk, honey, wine, strawberries, or olives. And then as always, you would want a cleansing device, some sage or palo santo or just regular incense is fine. If you want to please Hermes, he likes frankincense. That's his favorite scent I found out. So I'm just going to light my incense here. You can also use um, sacred water, which would just be like salt water to draw your boundaries of your circle. So that's always an easy material to have on hand. So... With all that being said, are we ready to start? So ready. Ready, Freddy. Ready. Okay. So let's just take a few moments to kind of calm ourselves down from that big, intense conversation about twin flames. 
Just kind of ground yourself and center. Let's take a collective three breaths. Let's do in for four, hold, and out for six. Let's go. or your palo or your incense light it and move your hand or turn uh, three times clockwise drawing the boundaries of your circle and you want to visualize a white light of protection on the ground growing stronger and brighter with each turn cleanses space with fire and air. All entities and negativity have been cast out. A white light of protection now surrounds the third time around and the circle is bound. Now we will call in the four corners. Tori, will you start us off? Sure. So keep your cleansing device in your hand and face east as you waft the smoke over yourself. I call upon the element of air to bless the circle. May it take our prayer to Hermes as we perform our work tonight. Now turn south and hold up your candle. Make sure you light it first, obviously. I call upon the element of fire to bless this circle. May it grant us inspiration as we perform our work tonight. Now turn west and hold up your sacred water or candle. If using water, drip some over your head. I call upon the element of water to bless this circle. May it grant us inner sight as we perform our work tonight. Now turn north, holding up your candle or object you have chosen to represent earth. I call upon the element of earth to bless this circle. May it protect us with grounding force as we perform our work tonight. Now we're going to evoke Hermes. So light the big candle that you have for him and place it in the center so it should be right in the middle of all four of those objects or candles that you have for the directions and set your offering in front of the candle i am using strawberries everyone else is using milk and honey so whatever you have we call to the messenger of the gods the clear-sighted one more nimble than the wind faster than zeus's lightning come on winged feet 
please join us to aid in our transformations. Lend us your hand to bring guidance and balance in our choices. We welcome only help that is in our highest and best and do not welcome any trickery or deceit. We give you these offerings in your honor. Hail and welcome. Now we're going to perform our full moon release. So does everyone have their list of things that they want to let go of prepared? I do. Awesome. So listener, if you don't have your list yet, you can pause this for a second um, and write it out. Um, You usually want to write about five to 10 things that you wish to let go of. So if you need to pause it, take a moment to do that now. Do we want to go around the circle and read off our list? I don't mind sharing mine. I think, um, I think as a collective, I think it's all good things that we can remind ourselves to release. I'll begin. Um, So I have impatience, um, which is a big one for me. So I'm learning to let go of impatience, control, codependency, self-consciousness, overspending, (laughs) egotism, and passiveness. So I guess I'll go. I only have three things. Um, I actually want to release any resentment that I have from people in the past. Um, Also release control and um, release any bitterness or pettiness that, you know, I'm carrying or holding on to. So. Okay. I release all social anxieties. I release anything that is keeping me from communicating everything that I need to uh, communicate in order to reach my full soul potential. And I release all resentments. Okay, I wish to release this feeling like I alone am not enough and therefore have this incessant need to give all of my energy and resources in order to be liked. I release the focus that I have on others and wish to redirect it towards myself and my own spiritual growth. And I too wish to release resentment and judgment that I've been harboring for specific people in my life. That's great. Excellent. Beautiful. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. So if you are able to, you may now burn your list If you need to go outside, that's okay. Not you guys, but the listeners can go outside. So take this moment to burn your list and imagine that all of those things that you wrote down are being burnt along with the physical paper and the words. Okay. Awesome. So now we'll do a short little guided meditation kind of come back into your center and ground yourself and we're going to work with Hermes and we're also going to call in Archangel Michael because Archangel Michael aids us in choices and this is what the purpose of this ritual is is to help us find guidance in making some choices this is tied into like choices that we have been needing to make since like May Yeah. So there's two cycles, a long-term cycle that it's closing out from 2012 
and then a short-term cycle from the new moon in May, the new moon in Gemini in May. But it's really, it, the, the goal is to make the choices that put you on your highest and greatest path. Awesome. Okay, so ground yourself, sit um, however is comfortable for you, and bring to mind those things that you need to make choices on that are kind of guiding your life path. And let's imagine that there is a light in the center of your heart space, a golden white light. And imagine that it is growing bigger and bigger until it's moving outside of you and it forms a bubble. So you're now sitting in this bubble of golden white light, completely surrounded by love. And imagine that this light is moving down into the core of the earth, grounding you, keeping you here on this physical plane. And it stretches, moves down to the core of the earth and it pulls the earth's energy right back up. So you now have the energy of the earth grounding your bubble and imagine it flowing through your body, through your feet, through your legs, up your core, your chest, through your throat chakra, your third eye, and then imagine that a door is opening at the top of your head from your crown chakra. And now this light is shooting up into the universe, plugging into a divine source of wisdom and guidance and light. And imagine that you are pulling that energy right back down into your own little bubble.
Hermes and Archangel Michael are rolling up this screen. They've just presented you with the path and the life choice that you are being guided to go down. And now it's up to you whether you want to listen to it or not. And now imagine that this light from the earth is shrinking and coming back into your little bubble. And this cord from the universe is coming down back into your bubble, back into your heart space, no longer surrounding you, but you still feel the presence of Hermes and Archangel Michael and the golden white light, even though you're no longer in your bubble, it's still always with you. And come back into your body and whenever you are ready, good meditation okay it was great it was lovely okay awesome good thank you so now kim i think you had a quote that you wanted to share yes i do um so this is a quote that i found from a, a book that i was guided to purchase um recently by a colleague of mine who knows how much i appreciate flowers and painting. And the quote that's in the book, the book is called On Flowers by Amy Merrick. She's a world-renowned florist. And the quote is to bloom without restraint. And I just, I love that quote because it's so simple and it really resonates with everything that I've been going through over the last couple months. And it's just kind of all about moving away from the things and people that no longer serve your highest good and gravitating towards the people things, ideas that light you up and feed your soul. Awesome. I love it. So now Tori, I usually do this, but I wanted you to do it today. Thank you so much. I'm so honored. Yeah. Tori is like my favorite. (laughs) She is my favorite tarot reader ever. So um, she has agreed She's so good. And she has agreed to give us a collective reading for free. Yes, I will do that. So just give me a few minutes to shuffle and I'm not going to rush these messages. I'm just going to see what pops out. Yes. So if you could please give me any messages for the collective. Oh, gosh. First card, Queen of Swords. I love Queen of Swords. I'm going to do a three, four card reading today. Actually, I'm going to do three because Nick and I had three things we wanted to release and I feel very called to three today. Judgment is the second card. And then the last card is the Knight of Coins. So... Obviously, this won't resonate for everybody, but I do feel like feminine energies here, you really need to be, you're in a point in your life where you need to be sharp with your mentality. I feel like right now is a good time to, I guess, get your ducks in a row, organize what you want to do, kind of get 
like a little blueprint of what you want 2021 to be like. I feel like um, you need to release the fear and worries of like what other people think of you because uh, 2021 is going to be time for you. I'm also feeling... <laughs> so the Knight of Coins card to me is... Uh, it's not a fuckboy card, but it's like almost a fuckboy card, like a player type card, like a flexing card. So um, you need to be the best bad bitch for yourself because if uh, this boy is trying to come flex in your direction, um, you don't need that. Um, remember, like... You can provide for yourself. You don't need anyone else to provide for you. Be the best you can be. Plan it out now. So that way 2021 is your best year. Don't let anyone, especially dudes trying to flex, to dull your light. But yeah, that's what I'm getting. That, that, I, I actually, really need that card. <laughs> I'm actually getting a Kanye West song right now. And it's actually Gold Digger, that song. It's a mm-hmm. throwback, but um, I'm getting the part where he's talking about, what is it? Like on Sundays, you see them on the shows on Sundays. I don't know. I hope you guys know what part I'm talking about of that Kanye West song, but that's the part that I'm getting very clearly. So I don't know. I'm going to look up the lyrics real quick. Actually, can you? Because I'm like, I'm getting bothered by it because I'm getting like Kanye West in a football arena and uh, he's like. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> he's been a minute about- since I've heard that song. <laughs> You will That's see him on TV any given Sunday, win the Super Bowl, and drive off in yes. a Hyundai. Yes, that's the part that I'm getting, the Super Bowl part. I don't know if that's going to mean something for somebody, but I just feel like the Knight of Coins is supposed to actually be that gold digger guy. So I don't know, ladies, if you're if you're in a great place financially, if you're doing you, being the best version of you, just be careful of these fake boys trying to flex and uh sh- dull your light and uh, be a gold digger so i don't know that's what i'm getting that's good i love that you like you hear songs uh, oh i just gosh. love that, that it's it crazy so much. yeah it makes it so so relatable yeah sometimes i have a really hard time like trying to come out with like trying to verbalize the messages I'm getting and then sometimes my guys would be like oh here here's a Mulan reference here's a here's a song by Doja Cat and I'm like I don't even know what this means but it does it's great my guides are very helpful yeah was that all the cards I just did a three three card pull the message awesome simple you know for any strong female energies that's the messages for you for 2021 awesome that was so good Thank you, Tori. Yes. Perfect. So, Nick, it's time for your light language. Okay, excellent. Before I do the light language, we're just going to take a moment and reground ourselves. We'll just do it real quick. Okay, so we're going to picture a gold cord shooting down from the sun. We're going to shoot that gold cord all the way down through our chakra system and picture it cleaning everything out as it goes through. Crown chakra, clearing it all out. Third eye chakra, clearing it all out. Throat chakra, clearing it all out. Heart chakra, clearing it all out. Solar plexus, clearing it all out. Sacral chakra, clearing it all out. Root chakra, clearing it all out. And then we're gonna shoot that gold cord all the way down to the center of the earth. And we are going to draw from the energy of tiger's eye, tiger's eye. So we're going to picture the center of the earth as a giant crystal ball of tiger's eye. We're going to shoot that energy back up and hang it out in our heart. Okay. And now we're just going to take 
two deep breaths. We're gonna breathe in through our nose for a count of three and breathe out through our mouth for a count of five. Ishkana Opaina shokana ishka opakate 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 ishkanoka 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 iomakate 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 shikanoe shikanoe iokaena shikano 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 aikana ekana shopakate ishkanoe Shopakate is konae opae kata opae kata opae kata shopakate ino eskana shopakate ino eskana somate 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 okay now you can uh, slowly start coming back to your body as you feel comfortable on um, this one was just a quick little clearing i feel like there's a lot of throat chakra clearing a lot of heart chakra and a lot in the third eye kind of clearing out the fog to help you make decisions and speak your truth and listen to your heart there you go oh, beautiful thank you awesome thank you nick so now we will start closing out the ceremony so the time has come for hermes to depart he has given his aid and must now return to his duties so Hermes, messenger of the gods, protector of travelers and king of thieves, we give thanks for your presence this night. You filled us with guidance and helped us bring more playfulness and creativity into our lives. Hail and farewell. So now you can extinguish the Hermes candle. Now we will release the corners. If you used candles, extinguish each one after you bid it farewell. So face north first. Spirits of the north, we thank you for your grounding presence. Stay if you will, but go if you must. Hail and farewell. Now face west. Spirits of the west, we thank you for providing us with clear inner sight. Stay if you will, but go if you must. Hail and farewell. Now face south, spirits of the south, we thank you for your warmth and inspiration. Stay if you will, but go if you must. Hail and farewell. Okay, now face east, spirits of the east, we thank you for guiding our messages and prayers. Stay if you will, but go if you must. Hail and farewell. Now, using your finger, make three revolutions counterclockwise. As above, so below. As without, so within. As the universe, so the soul. The circle is open. 
yet remains unbroken. That is the ritual. That was great. Thank you. Thank you, guys. How did you feel after or during and after that ritual? That was my first ritual. Same here. Um, Very interesting. I feel good. I mean, I feel grounded. I feel at peace. Good. How y'all feel? I liked it. It was a good one. Yeah, I feel feel good. I feel clear-headed now. Good. Did you guys guys see any of those choices being made? Did Did you get any clarity on that? Um, nothing's coming through right away. I mean, sometimes with these things, um, it'll sort of come to you after the fact yeah. Yeah. in a way that you recognize. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's usually how it is for me. Yeah. I'll probably dream about it, to be honest. Yes, you will. I get my messages <laughs> in dreams all the time. So tonight I'm probably going to have a dream and yeah. And tell me about it in the morning. And I will tell you guys all about it in the morning. Yeah, we have that. We have our own group chat now, so we we can all always be in contact. Yes. Yeah, we do. Awesome. Well, it. that brings us kind of close to the end of the episode. I do want to I want to extend a thank you to two amazing humans, Carrie and Christopher. Thank you so much, you guys. They donated to us. Um, We are hoping to create a website sometime in the near future. And on this website, we plan to have ritual packs available for you to purchase, which will have all of the materials that you need to follow along with our rituals. So if that is something that you are interested in, please consider uh, following the link that I will put in the show notes to donate. Um, Any amount is greatly appreciated. Um, yeah, so if you're interested, that will be there for you. Again, thank you so much, Carrie and Christopher. Other than that, Tori and Kim, would you guys like to share your um, Instagrams, your social medias, if people would like to follow you, stuff like that, where they can get in touch, they want a reading or anything? Yeah, sure. So my Instagram handle is High Society Tarot, which is H I G H. S-O-1-3-T-Y-T-A-R-O-T. And yeah, basically that's also my email. So if you ever need a reading, please feel free to hit me up. What are your to, um, like to, prices? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's what so, I was going to ask. So all yeah. my prices are listed on um, my page, but it varies from, you know, small pendulum readings, 50 cents per question, to a mini reading for $5 per question or an in-depth one. I do past life readings, a small one for $10. Honestly, whatever anyone is looking for, I'm more than happy to accommodate and find something that will work and fit for what you're looking for. So awesome. Thank you, Tori. And Kim, do you want to share any um, social media handles or anything like that? Um, I, I don't actually have a large social media presence. What I will say, if anyone has any sort of questions about the twin flame journey or would like any, any guidance or advice or anything like that, get in touch with, with Kayla and she will share my email. I can do that. For sure. And then Nick and I is, uh, is always the same. I'll put, put everyone's um, info down in the show notes as well. Nick? Yes. If you are interested in learning about Hermes or if Hermes uh, resonates with you in any way, I highly, highly recommend checking out the Emerald Tablets 
Um, it is an esoteric text written by Hermes and it's fantastic. I highly recommend it to anybody on the spiritual journey. It's uh, the Emerald Tablets. Awesome. I'll write that down right now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know about that. That's cool. And then, uh, so it was like channeled from him? It was, so the, the tablets were actually found in their form and translated into English text and put into book form. But they were written, I think they were written on emerald, but they, they were an actual thing and it's been translated. But the original ones have actually been found. Oh, cool. So I'm definitely going to look that up because yeah. I am big into Greek mythology. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't awesome. know anything about it's, that. It's very activating. Cool. So yeah, check that out if you're interested. And um, Nick is offering birth chart readings as well, like we said last week. So get in touch with him. I'll put his Instagram handle down in the bottom if you're interested in that. And if you have anything to talk to us about, um, or if you are interested in being on the show, you can email us. That will be in the show notes as well, or send us a DM on Instagram. Uh, We always are happy to hear from you guys. And I think that's it. So with that, I will say, may the magic guide you home. That's our closer. Yay! Love it. Awesome. So I'll stop. Cue music. (laughs) 